You're listening to the Dibbly Dobbly Podcast. Remember to like, share, comment, subscribe, and click the bell to make sure you get the latest episodes of the podcast. Be sure to like and share our Facebook page and follow us on Twitter and on Instagram. Hi everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Dibbly Dobbly Podcast. And on today's episode of the podcast, we're reviewing match number 39 of this ICC Cricket World Cup for 2023 between Australia and Afghanistan. And what a game of cricket we saw between these two countries. Uh, Australia coming back from nowhere. Glenn Maxwell played the innings of his life. Australia were gone at 7 for 91. And how on earth they won this game by three wickets and Glenn Maxwell did what he did, I still don't know. Um, And I don't think anyone can believe what we saw in this match. Um, Afghanistan played well for most of the game. And then towards the end, the game was snatched out of their hands. And there was only one person who did that, and that was Glenn Maxwell. And Afghanistan couldn't get the job done. And Australia won from nowhere in one of the greatest ODI comebacks there ever has been. So there's plenty to discuss, plenty to talk about in this episode today. Um, it's it's going to be very hard to try and sum up what happened in this game because so much happened. It ebbed, ebbed and flowed. One team was in front, the other team was behind and then came back. Um, it was barely believable. So there's plenty to talk about and discuss from this game on how Australia went about things in this match and how Afghanistan went about things, where the game was won and lost. Plenty to discuss, so let's get into it. Let's have a look at the match summary from match number 39 of the ICC Cricket World Cup 2023 between Australia and Afghanistan from the 1KD Stadium. Afghanistan batted first and made 5 for 291. Ibrahim Sadran top scored with 129 not out. And Josh Hazelwood took two wickets for Australia. Australia needed 292 runs to win. They chased down the runs, finishing on 7 for 293 from 46.5 overs. Glenn Maxwell top scored with 201 not out. Rashid Khan, Naveen Al-Haq and Azmat took two wickets for Afghanistan, Australia won by three wickets, and Glenn Maxwell obviously was named player of the match. What were the key moments and key factors from match number 39 of the ICC Cricket World Cup for 2023 between Australia and Afghanistan? Ibrahim Sadran's century of 129 not out of 143 balls was key to guide Afghanistan to their turtle of 5 for 291. Afghanistan's bowling to get Australia 7 for 91 inside 18.3 overs to put Australia under pressure in the run chase. Majib Ur Rahman dropping Glenn Maxwell was a key moment in this game and a pivotal moment that swung the game in Australia's favour. Glenn Maxwell and Pat Cummins' record breaking partnership of 202 unbeaten for the 8th wicket. And Maxwell's record-breaking innings of 201 not out of 128 balls rescued Australia and guided Australia to a three-wicket victory. Those were the key moments and key factors from match number 39 
of this ICC Cricket World Cup 2023 between Australia and Afghanistan from the One Katie Stadium. Let's talk about how both Australia and Afghanistan performed in match number 39 of this ICC Cricket World Cup for 2023 at the One Katie Stadium. And let's talk about Australia's performance first of all and talk about their performance with the bat and with the ball. Let's start with the Australian batters and their performance in this match against Afghanistan. Uh, Warner, 18, Head, 0, Mitchell Marsh, 24, Labashane, 14, Inglis, 0, Maxwell, 201, not out, Stoinis, 6. And that's how the Australian batters went about things in this match against Afghanistan. Um, Australia's batting in this match was, was pretty poor in this game against um, Afghanistan. But that all changed until Glenn Maxwell played the innings of his life and his career and probably one of the greatest ODI innings we've ever seen to rescue Australia from 7 for 91 to win by three wickets. How on earth Australia did that, I still don't know. But the story of the innings was this. The top order yet again collapsed and Australia were under immense pressure. Chasing 292, collapsed to 7 for 91 inside 18.3 overs, and Australia faced a crushing defeat, and it was going to be a very historical win for Afghanistan. But, until Glenn Maxwell came in, and Pat Cummins in that partnership rescued Australia, and produced one of Australia's greatest ever ODI comebacks, one of the greatest comebacks in one day cricket history, and Maxwell played one of the great innings of one day cricket. Um, and Australia won by three wickets. Um, that's the story of Australia's batting. That's how it went down in this match against Afghanistan. And obviously we have to talk about Glenn Maxwell's innings. What an innings. 201 not out of 128 balls. Striking at 157.03. Single-handedly won this game for Australia. Um, he battled cramps, spasms, physical ailment. He couldn't run. He was hobbling. Um, but he was able to channel his inner resilience and belief to get Australia over the line. He needed to be the one to win this game for Australia. It wasn't going to be Pat Cummins. He provided the support act, Pat Cummins. And he played his role well in the partnership. Um... And Pat Cummins did his role, and Glenn Maxwell did the rest. Uh, it was an unreal innings. No one could have done that other than Glenn Maxwell. You know, many of the game's great batters, like Sachin Tendulkar, Rinda Sewa, Chris Gale, A.B. de Villiers, Steve Smith, Virat Kohli, and even the great Sir Vivian Richards, will probably never replicate the type of innings that Glenn Maxwell played. It just shows you that... He is the only person ever in probably the history of the game to play in innings like this, battling severe cramps and spasms, and he smashed 201 not out. Not even the great players I just mentioned before could do that. It just shows you how rare and how special this innings was, because no one else could have done it. Obviously, many, many records and stats were broken. There were too many to list in this episode today. Um, you know, for him, the most surprising thing in this innings was just with him battling cramps and spasms, he wasn't able to do any movement with his feet. He didn't move his feet. 
because he was cramping up and he was just using his hands and his wrists and the power from that to hit balls over the rope for six was just freakish. No one else could do that. You have to move your feet as a batter in cricket. Get into the right positions to be able to play shots, but that's why this innings has been talked about so highly is because he was cramping in, in his legs. He couldn't move his feet. So he had to go back. He had to try a different plan of attack. And that's what he did. He just held his ground, didn't move his feet, let all his hands and wrists do the talking. And he was able to hit sixes over the rope at will. Some very big sixes, in fact, uh, which was just staggering. No one else could do that. Uh, he put the Afghanistan bowlers under pressure. And when he was going, the partnership developing with Pat Cummins, you could see the body language starting to change from Afghanistan. A team that were cheerful, celebrating, upbeat, became a team that was slowly worried and concerned. And there were a little bit of tension on the field, everyone arguing with each other, uh, not executing their plans and skills with the ball. The field placements and tactics were wrong. And Glenn Maxwell did that because of the pressure that he put on Afghanistan. Um, that's why Australia were able to win this game the way they did. Um, Glenn Maxwell had some luck along the way. Obviously, he, he survived an LBW appeal that was given out but overturned on review. He was missing middle stump. Uh, the drop catch, he was dropped on, I think it was 30-odd or something like that, with Majib. And that drop catch by Majib um, pretty much changed the course of this match um, the, in the way it did. Um, as I mentioned before, Pat Cummins, you know, played a very good knock, the skipper. 12 not out of 68. Um, you know, he supported Glenn Maxwell, offered him encouragement and support, uh, talking him through this innings and, and just having a good laugh with him, really. And I think that's what Glenn Maxwell said, you know, me and Pat out there were just going to have some fun. You know, <laughs> they were, you know, they were telling each other jokes and, and just, you know, being calm in the situation. And I think that's what Pat Cummins brings is that calmness and serenity. Because he is that sort of person, Pat. And um, that really helped Glenn Maxwell in his innings, he said. Um, and he did his role down to a T. You know, he needed to stay in, needed to stick it out, and he did. You know, a brilliant partnership, a record-breaking partnership of 202 not out, eighth-wicket partnership. Glenn Maxwell scored 179 of the runs, and Pat Cummings scored 12. It just shows you the brilliance of this innings from Maxwell. To be able to do that, one person signal-handedly scoring the runs for Australia to win this match. It, it just staggers belief. It, it just shows you how good Glenn Maxwell's hitting ability was and his batting and the way he just played this innings was, was unreal. Uh, I think everyone's ran out of superlatives to describe Glenn Maxwell's innings. I think we've used all the words um, in the English language to describe Glenn Maxwell's innings. I think we have to come up with some new words to describe Glenn Maxwell's innings. Um... I can't add any more, really. I'm, I'm still speechless. I can't believe what we've just seen. I don't think anyone can. It was just unbelievable. You have a look at the scoreboard and the scorecard. It's a very strange scorecard. You know, Warner 
18, Head 0, March 24, Labashain 14, Inglis 0. Then you have Maxwell 201 not out. And then you have Stornis 6, Stark 3, and then you have Cummins 12. It was a very weird scorecard. Um, but one hell of an innings from Glenn Maxwell. Uh, you know, his, his life has changed forever after this knock. Hands down, his life will never be the same after this knock because people will always stop him in the street and say, well played. You know, I remember your innings where you scored 200 to get Australia over the line against Afghanistan. You know, many people will stop him in the street and say that. You know, if you're an athlete in many different sports, whenever you do something miraculous and perform out of your skin, of course people are going to mention it and and your life's going to change forever. And that's what's going to happen with Glenn Maxwell. And, you know, he deserves it because it was an an unbelievable one-day innings. It was. Um, so yeah, so nothing more to add about Glenn Maxwell and his innings. I think I've just summed it up there. Um, one more thing before we talk about Australia's bowling performance is that Australia need to work at the top order in the middle order. Uh, yet again, poor, uh, poor decision-making, poor shot selection and a batting collapse. So something that Australia need to improve on going forward against uh, Bangladesh in their next game, but also in the semi-final against South Africa, is that the top and middle order need to, to start pulling their socks up a little bit and, and uh, do a little bit better. Um, so that's why Australia will put under immense pressure in this match. And it wasn't only until Glenn Maxwell got them out of a jam that Australia won a game from absolute nowhere. So uh, the top order and middle order need a lot of work and need to improve. Other than that, overall, it was a a poor batting performance, but thanks to Maxwell and Cummins, Australia avoided defeat to win a game that they shouldn't have really won, really. Um, let's talk about the bowling performance quickly from Australia in this match. Uh, no wickets for Head and Stoinis and Cummins. A wicket for Stark and Zampa and Maxwell. And two wickets for Hazelwood. That's how the Australian bowlers went about their business in this game against Afghanistan. Um, Australia's bowling was indifferent against Afghanistan. Uh, it was pretty poor, to be honest. Um, they did well, Australia, to keep Afghanistan quiet in the middle overs. Um, Afghanistan didn't really get away from Australia in the middle overs. And then, towards the end of the innings, Australia leaked too many runs in the death overs, uh, didn't execute their skills. Afghanistan were able to capitalise on that. And they should have kept Afghanistan down to 250 or something, Australia. In the end, 291 was a little bit too much, and they leaked too many runs. Um, so Australia just need to work on their bowling. Hasn't been quite at 100% in this World Cup. But they just need to try and execute the skills a bit better, making sure that we do well in the death overs and not leak too many runs. Um, so it's something that Australia need to work on. Uh, going into the next game but also going into the semi-final against South Africa as well. Um, So there's plenty of work to do with the ball, as I mentioned. Um, The fielding was pretty good. I thought Australia fielded pretty well again. Uh, Good intensity in the field, which is good to see. But the bowling, just a few areas to work on. The deft bowling, executing the skills, and making sure they're taking wickets at regular intervals. They didn't quite do that against Afghanistan in this game. Um, So just... A few areas to work on for Australia. But um, other than that, 
It was an indifferent bowling performance and there's still a lot of work to do. Let's talk about Afghanistan's performance in this match with both bat and ball. And let's start with the Afghanistan batters and their performance in this match against Australia. Gurubaz, 21. Uh, Sadran, 129, not out. Uh, Shah, 30. Shahidi, 26. Azmat, 22. Nabi, 12. And Rashid Khan with 35, not out. And that's how the Afghanistan batters performed in this match against Australia with the bat. Um, I thought Afghanistan's batting was pretty good. I thought it was uh, pretty clinical, very methodical in their approach, very composed. And they were able to get to a good score of uh, 291 for 5. It was a good score up until Glenn Maxwell did what he did. Um, but they did very well, um, Afghanistan. It was really led by Ibrahim Sadran, a very composed innings, 129 not out, he scored Afghanistan's first ever Cricket World Cup century, and um, he batted well to anchor the innings and really hold the innings together for for Afghanistan. Um, obviously, the, the one thing about Zadran's innings is that not many people will talk about it, because everyone will talk about Glenn Maxwell's innings of 201 not out, and that's often the case. Whenever um, you score a century and the opposition player, one of their batters, scores a match-winning century like Glenn Maxwell did, in this case a double century, in a game where Australia came back from nowhere, of course people are going to forget about your knock in the first innings, which is a little bit sad, but that's just the reality of cricket because we, we often focus on the, the match-winning performances like we are with Glenn Maxwell. But I thought Ibrahim Sadran, you know, he, he batted really well. You know, a brilliant story for Afghanistan you know, historical point, really, uh, with their first ever Cricket World Cup century. So it just shows that Afghanistan do have talented batters. And, and I think the influence of Jonathan Trott, someone who's played for England, someone who did very well for England in his career, offering his skills and advice to this team. And let's be honest, a couple of years ago, if Afghanistan were batting, they probably would have had a batting collapse and got bowled out for a low score probably lost their way with the bat. But in this World Cup, they've been very methodical, very clinical. They played to a plan. We've seen that in the run chases that they've uh, chased down in this uh, tournament against, Paca against Pakistan. Um, in particular, that run chase was very clinical. Um, so they're able to, to be smart about their batting. The, we don't see too many batting collapses. They, they're posting reasonable scores. Yes, they're not posting scores of 350-plus or 300-plus, but they're posting scores that are competitive and respectable. Like in this game against Australia, 291 is a, it was a pretty good score, but obviously it wasn't enough in the end because of Glenn Maxwell. Um, and I feel like Afghanistan could have got more runs in this innings. Um, they were a little bit lackluster in the middle overs. Didn't really force the issue with, with the Australian bowlers. Didn't really put pressure back on them. They were trying to build a platform and then accelerate towards the end of the of the innings in the last turnovers, which in the end they sort of did because Rashid Khan, uh, you know, cashed in. He got 35 not out of 18. But they could have got more, and they could have got over 300 uh, potentially. So they, so they missed a little bit of uh, runs there. But as I mentioned, you know, their batting's come a long way. They should be proud of their efforts in this match with the bat. And um, overall, it was a pretty good batting performance from them, and I think they'll take a lot out of that. 
Let's talk about Afghanistan's bowlers and their bowling performance in this match against Australia. Um, two wickets for Azmat and Rashid Khan and for Naveen Al-Haq. No wickets for Nabi, Rahman and Ahmed. And that's how the Afghanistan bowlers went about thing in, things in this match against Australia. Um, it was a bowling performance of two tails from Afghanistan. They did well up front to get Australia 7 down for 91 inside 18.3 overs. They bowled really well at the start. That was led mainly by their quicks in Naveen Al-Haq and Azmat, who took four wickets between them. Um, that Those two bowlers really started the batting collapse for Australia. And then Rashid Khan chipped in with two wickets. But the other bowlers, the other spinners in particular, Rahman Ahmed and Nabi, didn't really have an impact at all in this match. And we'll talk about that in a minute. But um, they did well to have Australia 7 for 91. You would think the game was done and certain. Afghanistan on track for a historical win. But obviously, when Glenn Maxwell and Pat Cummins put on that partnership and Glenn Maxwell played the innings of his life, that's where things started to turn badly for Afghanistan. That's where the game swung. And they just sort of lost their way. They didn't handle the pressure well. The field placements to Glenn Maxwell and Pat Cummins were wrong. The tactics were poor from the bowlers and from the captain, Shahidi. Under pressure, they didn't quite handle that all that well. Afghanistan went from a team that were looking to win, taking wickets, and then they went from a team looking to defend and trying to defend runs and win the game that way. When Glenn Maxwell was going off, and when you do that, when someone like Glenn Maxwell's going off, that's never going to work because you're probably not going to defend the runs and the opposition will probably score them and win. And that's what happened. So with Afghanistan, it's definitely a learning experience from them is that how to handle the pressure a bit better, I think. How to handle these high-pressure situations because, you know, the field placement's wrong. I can understand why you had the field back to Glenn Maxwell, but for someone who couldn't run, Someone who was battling cramps and couldn't run between the wickets. You have to have the field up. Yes, if you go for a boundary, so be it. But you're going to put pressure on, on the batters. And Australia, um, you know, would have felt that pressure because there was seven down. If they lost Maxwell or a wicket, then things could have changed quickly. But I can understand why Shahidi put the field back because Glenn Maxwell was hitting boundaries. But if you have the field up, to someone who can't run, then you can build pressure on them. So Afghanistan got that wrong. Also, when Glenn Maxwell were running singles, when Glenn Maxwell was able to get a single, Afghanistan, their fielders weren't paying attention and they weren't throwing the ball at Glenn Maxwell's end to get him out run out. You know, a bit of a lack of game awareness there. You know, obviously, if someone can't run between the wickets, you're not allowed a runner in, in international cricket anymore. So if someone can't run like Glenn Maxwell did, you've got to throw at their end and try and run them out. And Afghanistan didn't do that. Um, so just a few areas where Afghanistan just sort of didn't handle the pressure all that well. Also, the fielding was poor. They dropped a few catches, but the one that really turned the game on its head was Majib's drop catch of Glenn Maxwell. But you got a feel for Majib. You don't mean to drop a catch, but that was a costly one. And as the old saying goes, catches win matches. And... Uh, I think Majib learnt that the hard way. Um, 
dropping Glenn Maxwell, that short fine leg. It was an absolute sitter. So Afghanistan's fielding was a little bit poor as well. And it's a good learning experience from Afghanistan and their bowlers. Just to handle that sort of pressure when you're trying to win a game and you've got the team on the ropes, the opposition, at 7 for 91, they should have won. But one person just played the innings of his life and, you know, something that doesn't happen often in cricket happened. And, you know, you just got to accept that as a team and say, well, well played to Glenn Maxwell because he played an innings of his career. Um, yeah, so for Afghanistan, it's definitely a learning opportunity for them. How can we get better in these type of situations? I think that's the next step in Afghanistan's development as a cricketing nation. Um, so the bowlers had some good performances, but the spinners, the spinners, they had four spinners, Nabi, Rashid Khan, Rahman and Ahmed. Well, Rahman and Noor Ahmed went for runs. Big runs. They didn't take any wickets. Navi bowled two overs for 20. Rashid Khan got two wickets, but he couldn't really provide the breakthrough that Australia, uh, sorry, that Afghanistan needed. So the spinners were a little bit ineffective. The quicks were pretty good. You know, Al-Haq and, and uh, Azmat, who, who really started the batting collapse for, uh, for Australia. So their bowling and fielding performance was a little bit indifferent to Afghanistan, but they should take a lot out of this. They should look at the areas to improve on. And that's the thing, you know. You often got to learn the hard way. And this is it. You know, when you lose a game like this, you, ha you had a game in your hands, and then it got taken away from you. I think it's a good learning experience on how can we improve for next time and how can we handle these situations a bit better. So, yeah, overall, their bowling and batting was... Um, was good, and then their batting was good, I should say. Uh, their bowling was a bit indifferent. It was good up front, and then towards the end when Maxwell got off, it it, it was um, it went pretty pretty downhill after that. Let's preview Australia and Afghanistan's next matches in this ICC Cricket World Cup for 2023. Talk about how will they go about their next match in this World Cup, their potential 11s, and the type of challenges that they may come against their opposition. Uh, we'll start with Australia. Their next game is against Bangladesh, and that will be at the MCA Stadium in Pune, and that will be on November the 11th, and that will be on Saturday. Um, Australia, last group game for them before the semi-final against South Africa. It's a good opportunity for Australia to, you know, try and improve in certain areas with the batting and with the bowling side of things before the semi-final against South Africa. So it's a good opportunity to try and get get a bit of rust out of the batting and the bowling, trying to improve the areas of the batting, not having batting collapses, showing a bit more application and not losing wickets. Uh, with the bowling, trying to execute their skills and trying to make sure they don't leak runs towards the back end of the innings like they did against Afghanistan. So there's plenty to improve on for Australia in this game against Bangladesh. Obviously, Bangladesh coming off a good win over Sri Lanka by three wickets, but you would think Australia should win this last game against Bangladesh, given how poorly Bangladesh have played in this World Cup. Um, in terms of the potential 11 for um, Australia, they, they could make a change. Obviously, Steve Smith missed out the game against Afghanistan because of vertigo, and if he's available, then he probably comes back into the 11, probably in place of Marnus Labashain, who is probably the obvious one to miss out. So 
if Smith recovers from his vertigo, um, he plays and Labashain misses out. But if Smith's not a, not available, then Marnus Labashain keeps his spot. So the potential living could be for Australia against Bangladesh. Warner, Head, Mitchell Marsh, uh, Smith or Labashain, Inglis, Maxwell, Stornis, Stark, Cummins, Samper and Hazelwood. So that's Australia. Let's talk about Afghanistan. Their next game is against South Africa. And that will be on the 10th of November on Friday. And that will be in Ahmabad at the Narinda Modi Stadium. Um, for Afghanistan, it's a good opportunity for them to bounce back after this tough loss against Australia. A game where they should have won and then they lost it because of Glenn Maxwell. But I think they can really pose South Africa a good challenge. And they could be looking to finish off this tournament with a very good win. You know, they've had a good World Cup thus far. Um, so I think for them, it's just about trying to bounce back and trying to play their best cricket, you know, and, and try and claim another scalp in South Africa. You know, if they beat South Africa, it will be a fantastic achievement. And I think they can pose a challenge to the Proteus. In terms of their potential 11, I think they'll keep the same 11 as they had for this game against Australia. So their potential 11 in Afghanistan for the game is against South Africa could be Grubaz, Sadran, Shah, Shahidi, Azmat, Nabi, Rashid Khan, Ali Kil, Rahman, Ahmed, and Al-Haq. My final thoughts to conclude a match review of this game between Australia and Afghanistan. What a game of cricket. Ebbed and flowed. One of the best games of this Cricket World Cup thus far. Afghanistan played well and weren't destined to win this game. Uh and had it in their hands and the semi-final place at one stage in this game. But Glenn Maxwell produced one of the best ever ODI innings we've ever seen to drag Australia to victory after being 7 for 91 and destined for a very crushing defeat. But this innings from Maxwell will be never repeated ever again, but it's one that we will talk about for many years to come. A great game of cricket, both teams should be proud of their efforts. Thanks everyone for listening to today's episode of the podcast. Stay tuned for more ICC Cricket World Cup 2023 episodes and live streams on the Dibbly Dobbly podcast. If you're watching or listening to this episode of the podcast on our YouTube channel, let us know your thoughts on this match between Australia and Afghanistan in the comments. We would love to hear what you have to say. Thanks for listening. Until next time, keep safe and bye for now.